Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. All right, good morning, church family. Hey, it's so good to see some new faces. Not really new, but just new to us in the last several months. How is everyone today? All right, turn with me to 2 Chronicles today. 2 Chronicles. Hello, church. I've said that once, but man, there was some faces snuck in during uh, song service. So I see some more faces all over this place. I see the the Watkins family back there. Eli, thank you for rocking those t-shirts so well this week. I saw a picture of you this week in our church shirt. He was rocking it, I tell you. So as Brittany talked about that last song that they sang today, it sets our hearts for next week. I am so excited about Pastor David coming because he's a part of this church. He's... He's a product of this church. We'll blame that on a lot of things, I bet. I'm a product of him. And so that's why I'm so excited about him coming and sharing with us next week. But I don't want this to just be a simple reunion with David. Because it always is. Alvin, when he visits, I'm I'm just going to guess that you get 10% of his time when he's in town if everybody else knows he's here. Because we're catching up with David. But I want us to prepare our hearts for the message he's bringing and for what God is doing in this church. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, starting with verse 12. It says, Then one night the Lord appeared to Solomon and said, Now you have to understand, this is right after Solomon has finished the temple. He's done the dedication service. They've partied as they dedicated that temple. So I'm sure everybody is on that spiritual, emotional high. You know what I'm talking about. When something really good in life happens and we're on those mountaintops, right? And then it says right after that, Then one night the Lord appeared to Solomon. And he said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this temple as the place for making sacrifices. At times, I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls or command grasshoppers to devour your crops or send plagues among you. Then if my people, we know this, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, And turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. For I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy. A place where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it for it is dear to my heart. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today in your name, in your presence, and open your word. May it change us because of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. 
So they've just had this great dedication service. Everything seems so exciting. And then you get this. Verse 13, God says, at times, there's going to be problems. You see, the problem with mountaintop moments, with good times, we forget the hard times. We tend to forget what God has already brought us through in the past. We've been so focused on COVID-19, we've done forgot. They've done this before with the Spanish flu, and they made it through. It took a couple of years, but they made it through. That's something to hold on to. See, we forget on mountaintop moments that we're not promised that we're going to jump from mountaintop to mountaintop. (laughs) There will be some valleys in there. So in this moment of celebration, the Lord said, let me remind you, Solomon, there may be days. There may be days that I shut up the heavens and there's not going to be any rain. We've been watching droughts all over the U.S. It's no surprise. God said there's going to be days where there's not going to be any rain. He said, there may be days, Solomon, that uh, the grasshoppers come and they they take all your food or your toilet paper. (laughs) I think they ate that this year. Now they've ate all the Lysol and disinfectant wipes, I believe. He said, don't forget, there could be those days. He said, Solomon, there may be days where plagues are going to be among you. We know what that is right now. We're living it. We see it. You see, God reminds us we live in a broken world where things are going to happen. And in fact, Jesus even reminded us in John 16, 33, he said, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I've overcome the world. So What happens in these moments when troubles come? The true state of our heart gets exposed. See, that's the problem. That's the problem. When when life is good, we tend to forget to do our devotions and we tend to forget to go to church and we tend to, you know, we tend to forget God sometimes. And the problem is when the, the problems and the trials come... We don't have that stored up in our heart. You need the word stored up. We, we just dedicated Ava and we said over these years when maybe she's not seeking God, it's up to Cody and Leslie to lead her to the Lord. Because when troubles come, the true heart gets exposed. We begin to fight with each other. We begin to blame each other. We begin to doubt God. We become Mary and Martha. Lord, if you'd have been here. This wouldn't have happened. But then God says this to Solomon. He says, if my people who are called by my name, Christian men and women, where are you? I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to the ones that don't even believe in Jesus. I'm talking to the professing Christian men and women. If my people who are called by my name will do what? Now, this was funny to me because we know this. We recite this. We use this so often. 
And somehow when I was thinking about this scripture as I was reading it, somehow my brain jumped straight to what? Pray. If we pray, God heals. But there's a word before that. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. This is a, this is a key ingredient. We can't do anything beyond this point without humbling ourselves. What does it mean to be humble? It means to not be proud, not be full of pride, not be arrogant. We lower ourselves to let others be more important than us. My rights are not more important than you in the name of Jesus. When Jesus loves through us, it puts people above us. And I'm not talking about uh, people walking on top of us. That's not what I'm talking about. But we set aside because, guys, is this not what Jesus did for us? Fully God, and he set that aside to become fully man like you and I. He humbled himself to the position of a human to love us. That's what it means to humble ourselves. So before you pray, you have to humble down. Because sometimes, I don't know about you guys, but if you could read my journal sometimes, I think I'm a very prideful person because a lot of times that journal is filled with me, 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 me. God, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Can you do this for me? This would be really good for me, Lord. And sometimes I forget to humble myself and just simply say, God, will you use me? Humble yourselves. And then God says, when you've humbled yourself, he says, pray. I want you guys to pray this week like you've never prayed before for next Sunday. I want you praying for Pastor David, for his health, for things at his church, things that um, Satan will try to use to distract him from preparing for this week. I want you guys to be praying for our congregation and who's going to be here. I want you to be praying for people of our community that may show up here. I want you to just be praying for God, what Brittany's saying, to move. God, just move in our midst is what we want. And then he said, you humble yourself, you pray. He said what? Seek my face. Lord, I'm guilty. I say my prayers, but then I run out the door and I forget to seek you in the rest of my day. I forget to make time to do my devotion. You know, sometimes as a pastor, it's all too easy for me to spend hours studying for you and I forget to do it for me because they're two different things. So seek the Lord's face and then turn from your wicked ways. So when God speaks to us, there's a change. 
That's one of the things I want you to pray. When we pray for revival, I don't know what it means for you. Um, sometimes used to, I, I thought revival was where we just came in and we got refreshed. You know, it was like filling up your tank. And it is. It does. It does good to bring another a pastor in that you haven't listened to every week and we get a different thing. I get to listen to a message. That's true. But I'm praying for change in the lives of the people. Because you see, when God shows up, there has to be a change. If it's the real thing, if you truly are accepting him. Because I've been thinking of this a lot, thinking about the different people I read about in my Bible. And you know what? Their lives changed when God showed up. A bunch of fishermen changed the entire world with the message of Jesus Christ. In our day, and in, in our community, if Jesus showed up, if, if this was our story, I think it would be a, a bunch of hunters come out of the woods in their camo and Jesus changed them and it changed the world. Raymond's like, yeah, I'm out of the woods. Look at me. (laughs) But that's the truth. I don't know if you watch that show, Bo and I and Brittany have told you about The Chosen. It's on an app. You can watch it for free on your app or you can get the DVD. Some of our teens actually received this. But they did the promo for season two. Bo, have you seen it yet? And I love it because the song that they did as Jesus walks through the town is, There's Trouble. And that's exactly how I picture Jesus. Because when he shows up, he rocks your world. He changes everything about who you are. And it changes everything about your family. Then it changes everything about your community. So when we're praying those four things, he says, I want you to humble yourself. I want you to pray. I want you to seek my face. And I want you to turn from your wicked ways. You see, so often we use this scripture in bad times and all we are thinking about is we need to pray. If my people who are called by my name will pray. No, there's four different things that the Lord tells us to do. And when we do those things together, God said, then I'm going to hear. He said, then I'm going to hear those prayers and I'm going to forgive the sins of the people. And I love this. I'm going to restore their land. I love it. God sees, he hears, he forgives, but I love that he is a God of restoration. So when I talk about him changing your life and you, and you immediately like, oh, BJ's talking about stuff that I don't want God dipping into my life and changing and man, he's going to start taking something away. He's going to restore your life. I just prayed for that little girl that God has a plan and a purpose for her life. I hope she's not like me. I hope she doesn't stray. I hope she doesn't make wrong choices. But there's a good chance she will, Cody and Leslie. But God gives us the promise he can restore that plan and purpose in her life. I don't know about you, what your testimony is, but God can restore you to the original plan and purpose that he had for your life. Some of us have not even ever had a taste of that life yet. Maybe because we haven't 
done the first part, humble and pray and seek, right? And then he talks about the temple. And see, when we're reading this, he's talking about an actual structure that they built for God's presence to reside in. But guess what? That's not you and I. This building? Eh, just a building. Just some seats. Just a stage. Nothing special. Because in 1 Corinthians, we find scriptures that tell us we are the temple. Because we now have the Holy Spirit residing in us. So when I read this Old Testament passage, I have to look at it for what it means for me today. I have chosen this temple as the place I'm going to be, as the place I'm going to hear. And he said, this place is where my name will be honored. I don't know how many people we have in here. Man, I got to get our numbers board back up there. But I'm guessing... 40, 45, I don't know. Amy's giving me a, yeah. So I'm looking at 45-ish different temples of the Lord this morning. The Holy Spirit is alive and well in you. And that's a big responsibility because God says, guess what? I am holy, therefore you be holy. This is a place to honor his name. We talked about that Wednesday night with the the third commandment. Remember, not to misuse the name of the Lord. And that's not just don't say curse words, right? It was don't attach God's name to your agenda and your purpose that may have nothing to do with him. Come November 4th, somebody's going to be a president and it may not be the one you vote for. God is still God. And we are still the family of believers who love each other no matter how we vote it. Please don't forget that. This is how you honor God in your relationships. The thing that got me started on this message about setting our hearts to a place of prayer is because of a Toby Mac song that I've shared, I don't know, last week when he came out with it called I'm Sorry. This is the most beautiful current day lament song I have ever heard. I was going to play it, but Facebook would mute it. So we didn't, I didn't go there with that. Um, but the whole song is about, it says, I'm sorry. And he said, I know I've got to be talking about more than just myself, Lord. When he looks around and realizes the church really isn't the church as God intends it. Sometimes we hurt each other. And I'm sorry. Wake us up, Lord. Because some people don't even realize it's happening. So the prophets would lament for the people. When you read different uh, books and, and the prophets show up in town, they are lamenting for the sins of the people. That's what it means to humble ourselves down. Because we can sit here and go, well, I'm, I'm good, BJ. I'm, I'm good. I, I think I, I think I'm a pretty good Christian. I think I'm, But when I humble myself, it's not just me anymore. It's the body of believers. Inside, in the camera, out there. And I'll be honest, when I look around, we don't do a bang-up job sometimes. 
of showing people the love of God. So like this song, I'm sorry, God. So as you prepare your heart for next week's message, I want you in that attitude of prayer this week, praying for our nation, praying for our state, praying for our community, your family, this church, and then finally yourself. This is not about us feeling guilty, and, and I'm going to have Danny and, and Brittany come back. I, I, I asked them to be ready for me to call them back up here. This is not about trying to make you feel guilty and just pray. No, this is about do you want to see God move in a real way? And I, I changed my mind. I think I want you all to sing move instead of the other one, okay? That one hit me. That one hit me this morning when you sang it. Because it's about recognizing that when we as Christians have not honored God, we need to humble down and say, God, I'm sorry. And we want you to heal this land. Lord, from the divide of politics, from the divide of the plague, from, from just everything, Lord. And we want to come together next week in this, in this format of community. And we want to praise and honor your name in our temples. We want to see healing, Lord. We want to see this plague disappear, Lord, so mutate it. We want to see new people come into Christ through your word, whether that's in person or online. We want to see redemption within our own families. Restore us, Lord. And that only starts with allowing him to break our hearts. If you would stand, this is our ending. This is our close. If you feel led, just drop at your pew. That's your altar this morning and cry out to God for revival as he intends it in our community. Oh uh-huh.
Oh, Lord, that's what we pray today. Lord, lead us back to you. Let our worship turn into revival, Lord. Not next week, but today, Lord. Let it start today. I just pray for your Holy Spirit to continue to work his way in our hearts today, Lord. May the messages continue to meditate throughout the week. Oh, God, we want to see a move that only comes when you show up. It doesn't matter what the music sounds like. It doesn't matter who the speaker is, God. When you show up, things happen. And we look forward to that, Lord. I pray for people today that I know they walked in here with some heavy needs and heavy burdens. God, may they lay that at your feet right now to find the peace. Because, Jesus, you told me you've already overcome the world. So that means everything, every trial, every trouble we face today, you have overcome that. You have peace to offer us through that. And God, in those moments that we've been on the mountaintop, but man, we fall into those valleys. May we continue to lift our eyes to the hills where our help comes from. Lord, we love you. I thank you for Jesus Christ who humbled himself to be a man. And Lord, may we humble ourselves to be a servant to you in the days ahead. And God, we thank you for a rich and wonderful history of 110 years in Wicks Church of the Nazarene. But God, give us more. Give us more. Give us new hearts, Lord, for the kingdom. Give us new families, Lord, to, to restore. Give us more in that history. May we humble ourselves before you for that today. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Awesome. You guys have a wonderful, beautiful, blessed Sunday and be a blessing to someone. We'll see you Wednesday night online. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.